0: You understand this, Anthony, that in the world that we're in, man, winning fixes everything. Mm-hmm. And they haven't won, and they've let some games get away. So, you know, as far as the fans, I mean, anything that you could possibly expect is coming from them. But, you know, the team morale and the vibe and the juice, I and, mean, you know, I really noticed that on the sideline this week that, you know, no one's ever going to question effort because the tape doesn't lie. And then this week, you're always playing for your future, whether it's a non guaranteed contract that you're playing with right now, and it's to get a new contract in a year, or if you go to a different team. So you're never going to question effort, but there's ways that you can find if the team is really giving it their all you know, the juice on the sideline, the body language, things along those lines. And in my opinion, it was all real good. It, it was positive, despite the fact that this team has been losing games and you know with the urban meyer situation it could have been a huge distraction it could have affected them negatively now they still lost the game so the end result is that they didn't get it done but I'm one of those who believes that you know despite everything that happened last week that was not a major play in the reason why they didn't win it.
1: That's Rick Balou sideline reporter for the Jacksonville Jaguars at 1010XL and the Jags return to London. After a year's hiatus, this time not at Wembley, but at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, we got the second of two NFL games right here in the UK, and it was just fun having the one back last week for the Jets-Falcons. Great to have another one to look forward to. This episode, we look ahead, we find out how Trevor Lawrence is getting on with the Jags, and give you reason for optimism as a 1-4 team takes on an 0-5 team. I'm Anthony Watson and this is the Transatlantic Sports Show.
0: Hey, Rick. Anthony, how are you?
1: Good, good. Excited. We finally got it. Jags week heading back to London this week, man.
0: Yeah, it's a big week. Uh, looking forward to the matchup. Um, you know, Jacksonville, it's been an interesting year. I don't, I don't think they're as bad as the record would indicate. It, it feels like each and every week they're there's an opportunity, and I, I really thought up until you know the second half in last week's game they, they were getting better week to week. They they did make some mistakes in that second half uh, here against Tennessee, and uh, hopefully they can silence everyone and, and pick up that W over there coming up this Sunday against Miami.
1: It's building up to it quite nicely, Rick. You know, we had just last week, I don't know if you saw any of the highlights from the Jets and the Falcons. Of course, everybody had been waiting for Kyle Pitts to do his thing, get his touchdown. He did it. And I said after the game, it could build up nicely for the Jags to finally get that win and do it at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium.
0: Yes, absolutely. Pitts, uh, of course, played right down the road here. At the University of Florida, and been waiting for his breakout game, and uh, we actually had that on at the stadium as we were getting ready for uh, kickoff between the Jags and the Titans. So I, I did have an opportunity to to watch that game, and it looked like it was a good atmosphere. And um, hopefully, the Jags come out there and again uh, find a way to snap this ugly twenty-game losing streak.
1: Yeah, great atmosphere, and really looking forward to. Getting that Jags home field advantage is going to be a bit weird because it's the Jags home from home, but it's not quite their home from home because normally they're coming over to Wembley. They've got to sort out, I guess, whatever deal they need to sort out with Wembley Stadium. So they're at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium this year, but you just hope because it did miss it last week in that Jets Falcons game. You know, when it gets to third down, you you want that home buzz. And I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think over the years, we've had more and more of that home Jags feel. They really do. They were beginning to feel like London's team, weren't they?
0: Yeah, you know, it's interesting that I go back about seven or eight years ago, the first time I I came over there, and it, it felt a little bit more like a Super Bowl where, you know, all 32 teams were being represented. But I've noticed You know, year after year after year, it has really increased in favor of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And boy, this year on the road, they've been fantastic. I mean, at Houston, at Cincinnati, uh, great crowds. The Jags really traveling. So I would expect that that would be the case uh, as well this weekend. Uh, Plenty of Jag fans uh, fired up for this game and uh, yeah hopefully they'll be real out there on third down
1: yeah I feel like the real turning point for the Jags was that first win actually at Wembley which was against the Bills wasn't it 2015 it was a exciting end to that game in particular and then yeah the momentum built from there I think the year after we had the matchup against the Colts but that turning point that touchdown right at the death against the Bills 2015 you kind of felt that's it. They've got it.
0: Yeah, I was there and it was a great day. And um, yes, it's, uh, you know, certainly well represented. And, um, you know, I can't think of a better place to uh, to get this thing rolling again. Uh, you know, before the bye, you can win this game and then take off for an extra week. And then you get another long trip. You got to head the other way and, and go to Seattle uh, in a couple of weeks so you know there's a lot of importance to this game you, you, you want to be able to get on the the right side and, and win a contest before the bye I, I think it will really affect this team as they get ready for that long stretch coming up in a couple of weeks
1: how's Trevor Lawrence I saw that game against the Bengals and he looked comfortable man and the Jags they look good it looks like I mean they were leading the pretty much the, the whole game until right at the end when the Bengals got that field goal and kicked it through but what's your vibe from Trevor Lawrence I'm gonna go see him in practice on Friday when the Jags do their thing when they land but how is he behind the scenes
0: well I think he's been outstanding and that's the most encouraging thing that the Jaguar fans uh you know, right now uh, have going for them is that they have a generational quarterback. They have a franchise quarterback. Now there are other parts that, that need to be fixed. And and obviously he's going to get much better as he continues to mature, but he doesn't make the same mistake twice. He is a um, more than a work in progress. Uh, he is a guy that when he looks at you and he takes responsibility for a loss or doing something wrong, and he tells you that he's learned from it, he's not going to do what he can, you believe him, and then you see it with his actions on the field. His command is insane. That game at Cincinnati, that was a really good atmosphere there on a Thursday night at Paul Brown Stadium. I, I thought that you know it had a college football feel to it. And the reason why I say that is college football, a lot of stadiums you know hold twenty twenty five thousand 25,000 more than NFL stadiums. They'll go way over 100,000 and he was not uh phased at all. He had total command of the offense and you know they were up 14 nothing they couldn't push it uh, across the goal line there to go up 21 nothing mm. before half and you know they did let it get away but you know early on here Trevor Lawrence has been as good as advertised.
1: How was the team after that Thursday night game because it just felt heartbreaking because they had such a, a dominant and commanding performance And like you said there as well, you know they they came out the blocks and the first half and there, there, there was that that slight change of momentum but it looked like they could hang on for the win it must have been heartbreaking because they came so so close
0: yeah it was it was a tough one to uh tough pill to swallow no doubt uh they let that one get away and um you know there's been some veterans around here I can think of Miles Jack at the end of the game Cam Robinson at the end of the game those are the two that they really stood out for me when I was watching you know, right there on the sideline that the, those were two players that that really, um, you know, took the loss in, in a very difficult manner. And, you know, they've been through all of this. And they've seen uh, some good times. And then obviously they've they've seen this serious, uh, you know, everything that's gone wrong with a 20 game losing streak. So that was a tough one for them. Um, no doubt, but you know that that's another example of this team they, getting better, and they they were doing a lot of uh, of good things. Just unfortunately for them, they ended up on the wrong side of it.
1: Marvin Jones, he was a revelation for my fantasy team the first few weeks. He's kind of gone off the boil from a fancy points perspective, but you know wh- why do you think that is? I, I'm not talking about fancy, but like his his production value. Is he being uh, marked out of games now? Have, have defense defenses locked onto his. Relationship with uh, Trevor Lawrence, or is it not time to hit the panic button on that just yet?
0: Well, you know, I, I think when they lost D.J. Chark, and there's been a little bit of uncertainty, and, you know, the Jaguars don't have a, a a dominant, you know, number one wide receiver. It's been a little bit more by committee. I was really surprised that this last Sunday... There was only one, you know, target and reception uh, for Marvin Jones Jr. It went for 25 yards. They also didn't throw a football to LaVisca Chenault until the fourth quarter, and it was a 58-yard reception. I, I think Tennessee defensively did a nice job against these wide receivers, and if you look at what Trevor Lawrence did, you know, he still completed a lot of passes, and he 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 did so to tight ends, and he got Jamal Agnew involved. He got Tavon Austin uh, involved, but if Jacksonville is going to win games, you nailed it. I mean, Marvin Jones Jr., LaVisco chennault they absolutely have to be more involved with this passing game if the Jags are going to win some, uh you know, if the Jags are going to win some of these contests.
1: And somebody else who's going to put points on the board is number four, Josh Lambeau, the kicker, who is no stranger to the UK. I had a good chat with him back, well, a couple of years now, last time the Jags were over. he He had his. Shot at playing soccer, as you guys call it.
0: He had some struggles early on, um, you know, with the hip injury and, and everything that went on with that, and, he, you know, he, he got a week off. Urban Meyer said he need he needs to clear his head, so they, you know, they went with Matthew Wright, and, and he missed a PAT, and he missed a, a field goal uh, here on Sunday. So it'll be an interesting week again as far as the competition yeah, you know, the way that the practice squad rules now are in the NFL, you can pull a guy up on game day twice during the regular season. After that, you have to make a decision whether or not to keep them on the active roster or they become a free agent. So Jacksonville's gonna have to decide what to do with Matthew Wright. Uh, this week and you know I will see tomorrow that they're off on on a Tuesday we'll see when we get out there on Wednesday and what happens during practice but I, I got to believe that if Josh Lambeau is going to come back and and really get this thing rolling this would be the week that that would happen for him in London
1: yeah that, that's why I brought it up man because you know I've been following this situation out there in Jacksonville you just kind of hope that you know back over in England where he had his crack at the premier league as well he came close to playing in the premier league and he's stood on a soccer field who knows who knows i mean mm-hmm. it's just all yeah. pure speculation but he's a great guy you know and he's he's, oh, a, yeah. he's a good guy to talk to it's just yeah i feel sorry for him
0: yeah i mean listen i'm I, i'm pulling for josh landville i really am he, he was absolutely spectacular when he missed that early field goal this year he had never missed in jacksonville he had never missed a field goal in Jacksonville. It's absolutely uh, incredible. But, you know, sometimes that whole kicking thing, it's kind of like standing over, you know, a four-foot putt. There there, there are some times when you're there and you just know that it's money and there's no doubt it's going in the hole. And then there are other times where you just feel absolutely lousy and you have no idea where the ball is going to go. That's kind of the way I would describe things as a, a place kicker. I, I don't know if it's physical for him right now, or I don't know if it's mental. Uh, but you know, hopefully it works out for him, and he gets that opportunity on Sunday.
1: I don't know if you watch Ted Lasso, but it sounds like a Ted Lasso storyline.
0: <laughs> you know, I need to. I I, I don't watch it, and uh, honestly, this time of year, man, I'm so busy yeah. with everything that I'm watching as far as games. Matter of fact, I'm getting ready to to rewatch uh, Tampa Bay Miami here. Uh, you know, when I get done talking with you, just so I can get a better understanding of what uh, the Dolphins are doing. I've watched them play a couple of games so far this year, but, you know, I want to watch them uh, today. You know, it'll help me on my own show. And then of course when we get ready for kickoff um have a better understanding of how the jaguars can win this game
1: is there a sense of rivalry down there you know it's we'd call it a derby like a florida derby you've got jacksonville and miami and like there's a there's a former alabama quarterback who looks like he's going to be back in this game with the dolphins so does that carry like a bit of territorial rivalry when these two get together
0: you know, not really. Um, you can go back to the nineteen, you know, ninety-nine uh, divisional round when that was the final game ever for Dan Marino. That was the final coach game ever for Jimmy Johnson. The Jaguars won that game that day, sixty-two-three, and there was some bad blood uh, back when that happened. But you know, they don't face each other all that much. Um, you get you get more preseason games actually played. Uh, between these two teams, and then regular season games, so no, not not as much as you would think. Uh, just because they haven't met that many times, that uh, you know, there are much bigger rivalries, I, in my opinion, in the NFL for Jacksonville as opposed to the Dolphins. Yeah,
1: sure, sure. Yeah, look, we've got MJD. He's been over all week. He came over last week. He was covering the game. Uh, in-house on the sideline he's back for this one we're hoping to speak to him here on this program uh, later in the week as well obviously Jags UK are in full force and we talked about that home field advantage for the Jags how do or how are the Jags fans in Jacksonville this week you know here comes their team they're flying out on Friday maybe Thursday into Friday for you guys but it's, well, one of nine home games, so they still got eight home games this year, but they've lost a home game.
0: Yeah, they have, and, and uh, you know, it's nothing new uh, outside of last year, obviously, with COVID, but uh, this fan base is used to it, as we talked about at the top. Uh, I think a lot of fans uh, circle this game and uh, try to get out to London, uh, you know, to experience what what everything is like, uh, over there. And, and, um, you know, the more I talk with fans, the more I get, yeah, I, I made it out there on this particular year or that particular year, or, you know, it's something I plan on doing. So, um, I, I think it's being, uh, received well, uh, now and, you know, the, uh, the, those who were really down and out against it, uh, you know, early on when they were told that this was going to happen, I think that has lessened, uh, a little bit. And, you know, there's all sorts of talk around here about uh, expanding around the stadium and either a major facelift coming for the stadium or or perhaps even a brand new uh, stadium. I think it's the former as opposed to the later, but mm. uh, or, or the latter. But, um, the, you know, uh, yeah, uh, it's been embraced and, uh, it, you know, it should be an interesting place to uh, to hopefully find a way to win a football game on Sunday. I think that's what the fans care about most, is just trying to find a way to win a game.
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah, when you've lost 20 in a row, you just want to get that dub. And that history could be made. It could be the one and only time they play at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium if they could sort out a deal with Wembley Stadium. Do you know anything? Have you, have you heard any talks over there about a potential deal again with Wembley Stadium?
0: You know, I have not. I, I haven't, um, to be 100% honest with you. I mean, we all remember what happened a couple of years ago where it looked like Shad Khan had that agreement in with the stadium, and then I, I guess it went sideways, but I have not heard anything at all. I, I would expect them to co- t- to continue to play at least you know one game a year over there, but as far as whether it's going to be at Wembley, I, I haven't heard anything there.
1: Sure, okay. Look, Urban Meyer was in a bit of hot water the other week and we've seen this week John Gruden hand in his resignation now Urban Myers is, is is nothing compared to what happened with uh, John Gruden but how has he been perceived Urban that is by Jacksonville fans after those images that everybody listening to this podcast will have seen on their social media timelines and how's the how's the, the mood and the atmosphere around the camp since those scenes a couple of weeks ago?
0: Well, I think the mood and the atmosphere has been real good. I think it's been encouraging. Um, you know, I think the fans, uh, th- that's a mixed bag. Uh, I think losing that has something to to do with that. I, uh, You understand this, Anthony, that in the world that we're in, man, winning fixes everything. Mm-hmm. And they haven't won, and they've let some games get away. So, you know, as far as the fans, I mean, anything that you could possibly expect is is coming from them. But you know, the the team morale and the and the and the vibe and the juice, I and mean, you know, I really noticed that on the sideline uh, this week. That you know, no one's ever going to question effort because the tape doesn't lie. And then this week, you're always playing for your future, whether it's a non-guaranteed contract that you're playing with right now. and It's to get a new contract in a year or if you go to a different team. So you're never going to question effort, but there's ways that you can find if the team is really giving it their all, you know, the juice on the sideline, the body language, things along those lines. And in my opinion, it was all real good. It it was positive despite the fact that this team – has been losing games. And, you know, with the Urban Meyer situation, it could have been a huge distraction. It it it, it could have affected them negatively. Now, they still lost the game. So the end result is that they, they didn't get it done. But I'm one of those who believes that, you know, despite everything that happened last week, that was not a major uh, play and the reason why they didn't win it.
1: So Rick Ballew, sideline reporter from 1010XL in Jacksonville. You're all over the Jags we got fans last week I speak to them and if you listen to the special programs that I record from the venues many of them were saying oh you know we just love to see a game between two teams that aren't bomb teams no disrespect to the Jags but you know what I mean we've got a one and four Miami Dolphins coming up against an 0-5 Jacksonville Jaguars give us something give us a reason to be (laughs) excited about this
0: yeah, I, I read something um, last week before the Atlanta-New York game that it, there's never been a matchup in London uh, that has had two winning teams, and I, I couldn't believe that. I was very surprised by it. But, you know, that's that's the NFL. I mean, there, there's such a fine line between winning and losing, and, you know, it seems like most of these games come down to a play here, a play there, a break here, a break there you know, a turnover as opposed to a takeaway, and uh, that's the league. And, you know, there's still a ton of excitement even when teams uh, are losing. Uh, I mean, look at Jacksonville. They're they're 0-5. and They win Sunday. You know, we saw the Colts lose the other night now, um, you know, in a game that, frankly, they should have had against Baltimore. So you you win a game, they go into the bye, and we'll see what happens with Tennessee this weekend. But they could – come out of the bye you know again with a record of one and 5 and it'd be only two games out in the AFC South because it's a really down division and you get on a little bit of a roll and start winning some games I mean there, there's no talent but what the Jaguars could do and you know that's why I think the first one is uh, is going to be the hardest one for this franchise to get
1: you know what And a trip like this could just bring the whole team together and if they go away with that dub then it, yeah like you say a momentum in in any sport That's key, you know, just like you were talking about the psychology earlier, about that four-foot putt. If you can get momentum and start building momentum, whether it's, uh, you know, you're a tennis player or it's a team sport that you're involved in, then who knows? And it's a long old season, man. You know, you get this out the way, there's still 11 games to play.
0: Right, and, you know, now this team is dealing with, uh, you know, trying to get healthy. Last week they lost a couple of offensive starters and DJ Chark and AJ Can. Now we got to find out what's going on with Brandon Linder as a starting center. Very important with the rookie quarterback Lawrence there. Uh, He's got a knee. We'll have an official report on him uh, coming up real soon. And you know, defensively, Miles Jack went down with the with the lower back injury. So. Uh, hey every team deals with it miami's been ripped apart as well with injuries so far this year but you know when you're losing games and you start losing some of your really good players that that's not the uh the combination that you want
1: absolutely not okay well let's get a a quick prediction from you rick before you go because unfortunately you're not gonna be coming over that pint i have ready for you is gonna have to wait (laughs) for another year man
0: yeah it is it's uh this will be the second consecutive year now that we're we're not coming over, uh, you know, obviously COVID, um, no one w- went over a year ago. And now, you know, we'll, we're will we going to sit this one out. Um, that decision has been made. So we'll be broadcasting live from the stadium back here in Jacksonville. As the Sideline Reporter, I'll have constant communication with – uh, Jaguars uh, public re- relations to get the very latest on injuries and and stuff along those lines. Uh, this team right now is is wounded. Um, they need some breaks, and to me, that's what it all comes down to. Uh, y- you look at, you know, a Shaq Griffin dropped interception last week, which could have gone for a pick six. There was another erroneous pass that was thrown by Tannehill Hill that hung in the air. It seemed like for five or six seconds, and it fell between three Jaguar players. They got to get those balls. Uh, there was some debatable challenges and, uh, calls made by the officials that did not go the way of the Jaguars. I, I hate blaming officials for stuff. I just never play that role outside of maybe miles. Jack wasn't down, uh, going back four years ago. Yep. Um, but, uh, they, you know, they, they need some breaks. they, they need some stuff on their side in order to get the first win of the year here against Miami.
1: All right. Well, Rick, we'll cheer him on for you, man. I'll be there. I'll, uh, like I said, I've got that pint. I'll just have to drink it, Rick. You know, <laughs> I'm just going to have to have an extra one.
0: Yeah, I'll have one here for you, no doubt. Uh, the game's going to be early here back in the States at 9.30 in the morning. And uh, we're fine with that. We're excited about that. But uh, I wish you the best out there. Enjoy that game and, You know, what a great spot it would be if the Jags could pick up their first win of the year, uh, get it done right there in Tottenham. That would be a blast. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. Well, up for that, man. And, yeah, Trevor Lawrence. Can't wait to see him in action.
0: Thanks a lot, Rick. All right, Anthony. Have a great one, man. Always appreciate it. There
1: goes Rick Ballew, sideline reporter for 1010XL in Jacksonville, reporting from the sideline at the stadium in Jacksonville, not Tottenham, which is a shame, but... I can understand it. Next year, when the Jags are back in full force, and maybe at Wembley Stadium, that would be great, and we can hook up with Rick and see the Jags. If you're going to the game, enjoy it. Look, I know we mentioned it there. you got the 1-4 and four Dolphins and the 0-5 oh Jags, but it's NFL football. You speak to any fan who was at Tottenham last weekend, it didn't matter that there were two losing teams that had come over here. They were just happy to be back having live NFL regular season action before their eyes. It was It was great. Absolutely great. And we love sharing that passion and emotion with you here on the Transatlantic Sports Show. Thank you so much for getting involved. You can hit subscribe with your podcast provider. We've also, this week, got the week six, can you believe it, fantasy football preview. We had technical difficulties last week, so we apologize for that. But that is back. Andrew Jordan will be here a little later this week so you want to hit subscribe so you don't miss that and we might also have a Jags great Maurice Jones-Drew MJD if you were at the game last week you would have seen him on the sideline he'll be back at Tottenham this week he's in London all week and we're hoping to hook up with him and then if you are at the game let us know reach out we'll come and see you and you can be on the special program you want to know what the Transatlantic Sports Show Program our special episodes from the London Games alike. Have a listen to the last episode. We bring you all the color and the voices from you guys, the fans. It's great fun. Love doing it. Keeps me up late at night on that Sunday night, but it's so you've got it on that Monday when you look back. You're like, oh, I wish I was at the game. Well, you can listen to the podcast and you can relive that Super Sunday. I'll see you on Sunday. But between now and then, we've got a couple of more special shows to go. So until next time, remember, the pleasure's been all mine.